Hello and welcome back to the Outside the Zone podcast, or do I mean the Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic fan club? What a series. Who would have thought the Nuggets would have won that series? We got the Nuggets versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. This is Outside the Zone. Doc, how you doing, my man? My mind is blown. I cannot, even though this was like a two versus three seed I am having a hard time trying to remember an upset this big in the playoffs. It's probably, it has to be like, it's been at least like four or five years. It's been a while since, yeah, I mean, we're seeing, this is amazing though. This is parody. This is KD not winning every year in Golden State. This is parody. This is what we want from the NBA. I love it. This, and it shows the importance of not having fans and just like pure talent. Who's better? Like, what's the better team? Like, I'm not saying the Clip, the Nuggets are a better team than the Clippers, but I mean, that, we just saw it. We, we did, but, like, oh, man, it's crazy. And, like, the Clippers have, want to cover up all these banners that the Lakers have up and put their pictures of their players up. And now they really need to start adding a we are the team that blows a 3-1 lead banner up on their stadium. Hey, well, you know, in all fairness, PG did say they weren't trying to win this year. So because yeah, that's, that's exactly how you want to run your team. Exactly. All right, let's get into it. First, this is a special episode, though, of OTZ. This is our first podcast while we are watching an NBA game. So currently, we have the Celtics with a slight lead over the Miami Heat. We'll keep you guys updated as we, you know, as the score progresses and all that. But so it'll be fun. Right. We'll be multitasking. Hey, we did. A we bit. did record. We read. We did record during a, a Cavs game once. But I'll say, like you said, the first. That's podcast not real NBA basketball NBA game. <laughs> like you yeah, said, we're talking, first podcast. This is like, yeah, this is real NBA basketball. This isn't. Darius Garland or whatever the heck trash that is. So let's just jump into it. Before we get to, I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Clippers on this one. But before that, the Lakers and the Houston Rockets did actually play in the second round of the playoffs. It seems like it's been a few years since that series happened, but the Lakers smoked Houston. And I'll go first on this one. Listen, I know the Lakers beat Portland in five and obviously they beat Houston in five. Five-game series are not the same. That Portland series was much, much more competitive than I thought this Houston one was. Ever since, like, I mean, Houston, frankly, gave up to me. That game five was pitiful. That game four was pitiful. I mean, they the gave up. Game three was pitiful. I, I feel bad for P.J. Tucker because, man, he really had to go through the ringer. But, like, Russell Westbrook, the effort out there, what the heck? You're supposed to, you know, apparently everyone says you're the guy that gives it your all, even though I've always said that that's BS. And, I mean, James Harden, like, you played – better in game seven but like you got to give up you got to be more consistent I feel like we it's the same story every year with the Rockets they always come short and I mean they just got outclassed huge in this series right is it is it too early to say that small ball and relying solely on small ball doesn't work come playoff time like it's hard over a seven game series it was a five it was a five game series and it was tough and especially when you have these matchups when you're facing these giants such as Anthony Davis like they had to face Stephen Adams last as a center last round, and they still they still went to seven. It's tough. It's tough to keep it up. And the Rockets honestly gave up. the The defensive effort by Russell Westbrook and James Harden was pitiful, especially James Russell Harden's heart. Yeah, Hard, I was about to say Harden's was a significantly better than Russell Westbrook's, and that has right. to tell you a lot about and what like Westbrook's people, level was. I feel like Russell Westbrook is trying on offense at least. Like James Harden seems like he gave up like midway through the second quarter of the second game, but. Russ, like they, I don't know why they just lost belief so quick. Like it, 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 even when they were up two one, like it's still a series, and it seems like they just 
let the Lakers have it. But like we thought, Lakers are just so much more dominant. I think it, they came out slow because they did have a rough start to the bubble. Um, they were a little slow, looking lethargic, looking like their depth was going to be a problem. But they took care of business, and you got to give props to LeBron. That What the guy's doing um, in this year is just incredible. Their defense won them that series. If you look at – I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but – the amount of threes that Houston attempted in that series versus uh, their series against OKC, I mean, there was a sharp decline. And a lot of that credit goes to Frank Vogel and how he, you know, the game plan that he developed because they, they were like, all right, we know you love to shoot the three more than any other team in NBA history. So we're going to make sure we limit the number of open threes we allow. And I mean, they did a phenomenal job. They played honestly Houston as well as anyone can. And I mean, that's what, I mean, it was a five game series, but it really did feel like a sweep to me the way yeah, that, so dominant it was. Big testament to their coaching staff. They have an incredible coaching staff, really underrated coaching staff there. And mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to really be like, we're not going to, you're going to beat us by a two, not by a three. The Rockets got uncomfortable and just got off huge runs by the Lakers and they were not able to come back from that. So props to the Lakers. It'll be interesting to see how the game plan for Jokic, because um, AD is definitely going to have to be a big factor, both defensively and offensively there. Yeah, really quick before we get to the other series and the preview, of the final Western conference finals. D'Antoni obviously is not with Houston anymore. He declined to come back. I think honestly it was more so like he knew they were about to break up with him. He does the premature breakup smart on his part, honestly smart move. But what do you think Houston should do at this point? I feel like they're pretty much, they went all in on the small ball. I feel like, I feel like you probably, I mean, honestly, if they bring it back, I don't think they're going to win it obviously. Cause again, Denver still, I mean, we saw what Jokic did to the Clippers so, and it's, it'd be tenfold against Houston. So I see like that, you know, the Lakers obviously next year, I just see them running into so many issues with the same roster, but I just don't know. I feel like there's just not enough flexibility here for them to really make a big move um, that lands them like a big upgrade while, you know, that, that takes away their one weakness of having just smaller players and actually upgrades the roster with the assets they would have to give up. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if they, wanted to get rid of him because I don't then they wouldn't have traded Capella and really sacrificed their long right. like their season of past this year but it must have just been maybe if it, maybe if it was because of the money they wouldn't he didn't think that it was going to work out but it's it's a huge blow for Houston now like James Harden said they were one step one piece away now they're <laughs> that's another big piece away D'Antoni was the heart and soul of that scheme and really made it made it come to fruition and like Small ball works in the regular season, but you're just putting so much pressure on PJ Tucker. Like you're putting all your, like a lot of your chips in on that guy, and it's really hard for that guy to do it over the course of a full season and full playoff run. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what coach they get, but I really hope they get some bigs in there because they can still run the small ball. But you just need people on like when the matchup comes to it, you need need those weapons, you know. Yeah, you need a stretch five. That's what they need. Like Brook Lopez would do wonders there. He can sit on the perimeter. Obviously, can protect the rim but I don't know I think really quick one other question for you do you think it makes sense for them to trade away Harden because that's the only way they go straight into go straight into rebuilding mode and you're going to get a ton of assets for James Harden oh man I you can't I I don't know James Harden is one of the best players of all time I think you do whatever it like you 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 set you I mean not saying he's a top 10 player all time I'm just saying like he's one of the best players all of famer this game right um but you, you do whatever it takes you if you had to completely scrap the entire team and restart you do that like before ever trading away that gener like generational talent you check all your boxes i still think james harden is the talent to 
um, be the best guy on a championship team. Like he definitely is. He just needs the right pieces. And I don't think that they have the right pieces. I've always agreed with you on that. And I feel like I've been, I've been pretty high on James Harden too, I think compared to you. And I've always said he's a top five player and all that, but I see a pattern developing in the playoffs where he just doesn't play the same way. And I, I mean, I really don't think I, he has the talent to be the best player in a championship team, but I don't know. And I don't think that he's a top five player in the NBA anymore. Right. So, right. wow. Wow. So, all right. Clippers and the nuggets. So I think we both have a lot of crit. We both have a lot of credit to give to Denver and we have probably that same amount of criticism we want to give to the, to the Clippers. So do you want right. to, you want to start off? I know you got a whole laundry yeah, list sure. of things you want to yell about. I, I, the, the, we need to do our rant podcast soon. Everyone get ready for that. We almost said that we figured we wait for the, after the playoffs are over, we have all these things we're ready to like, just let out, but Oh my God, the Clippers, what was that? Like just the offense, but like, just look lethargic. It looks like they didn't care about winning it. It looks the whole time. They just like, Oh, we're more talented than you guys. It'll be easy for us to win. And they didn't care about doing the little things and Denver capitalized on that. Like we're a team, we can move the ball. We can rotate on defense. Like we can do all the things that a good prototypical team playing basketball team will do. And that's going to win as a series. And look, it's what happened. And they really turned like their defense after they were down three, one was incredible. Mike, Mike Malone deserves mad credit in the second half in the second half in the second half. Good point. Yeah. They're a second half team, second half team, but the clip, the, the Nuggets just wanted it way more. And it, it's not like they wanted it more than the Clippers who wanted it bad. I honestly think the Clippers didn't look like they wanted it. And that's horrible. Um, Kawhi was very clutch this whole series, but what happened to him in that fourth quarter? Paul George was missing every shot. Like the way that they both, they both combined for no, like, what was it? Is like two points in the fourth quarter of that game. I don't even know if they scored a point. It's just awful. Yeah. Listen, yeah, you, you gave Kawhi and Kawhi played well. I thought that series until that game seven, that game seven was awful. He, I think- he played incredible. I thought, honestly, that game seven was probably one of the worst games of his career. In, I mean, ever since, obviously, he got to, like, this level that he's at now. And then Paul George, I listen, I just don't know what's going on against um, – they're in their first-round series against Dallas. What, a pandemic P was there, and then finally he came alive in the last game or so. And then again in the series, there were, like, a couple games where he played really well, but he was in and out, in and out in that last game. I mean – he was hitting three-pointers off the side of the backboard. Like, I don't even do that, that when I'm awful. playing pickup basketball. Like, what is this? You're supposed to be one of the <laughs> premier three-point shooters in the NBA. You know, you're an all-world defender, all this and that. Like, how does this happen? Truly, I'm at a loss for words. And Lou Williams, I mean, I don't know what to say. That Horrible. He played horrible this entire series. Frankly, he played horrible against Dallas, too. He's been horrible, horrible in the bubble. Apparently, I guess those lemon pepper wings just don't do wonders for you. And Montres Harrell, man, that guy lost himself a lot of money. What he happened himself, to him? I think it's pretty simple. He, well, I think obviously for one, obviously he had a family tra- tragedy, tragedy to deal with. And I'm sure that, you know, took a toll, in, took, man, I can't talk, took a toll in him at getting acclimated back into everything. I'm sure his conditioning wasn't as where anyone else would want it to be. And he's a player that, you know, that relies on his motor and effort. So I'm sure that was a factor. But the other thing, too, was like, I mean, Jokic just had his way with him. He had no answers for Jokic. He, Which I mean, truth, truth, yeah. And truthfully, Zubac and Jermichael Green, I thought, did a lot better job on Jokic, even though they got toasted, too. But, I mean, it's crazy. I did not expect this. I thought when it was, 
you know, game five, and I think I said this on the last part, I thought it'd be over in game five when they were up by like 15. Again, same thing in game six. But, and then we both predicted it. Game seven, we were like, we know Clippers have lost the last two, but they're going to come out. It's game seven. Kawhi is the best player between either of these two teams and the best player normally wins the series in game seven. And we were both dead wrong. So, I mean, honestly, looking back at it, I mean, 100% Jokic was the best player in that game seven. And that's crazy considering Jamal Murray put up 40, but Jokic just controlled that game in and out the entire way through. And then Jokic outplayed Kawhi for the totality of the series. I think Jokic was the better player. So this Clippers, Doc Rivers, again, a 3-1 blown lead. There's a ton of criticism. I mean, this was a choke job, right? Denver deserves, deserves a lot of credit, but Clippers just, I guess, were looking too far ahead. And, you know, they put up a dud because of it. Yeah, I mean, before we go into Lakers Nuggets real quick, I wanted to say Jokic is incredible. He, there is no doubt he's the best center in the NBA. But, like, I think you got to give mad, credit, mad credits to his ability to be coached and learn and game plan. You can tell, and I did call him out, after the first couple games of that Utah series, he was just being outmatched. He was not playing his typical self. But I honestly think it's – I mean, playing against Rudy Gobert is no easy feat. He's the he's a Best defender, like two-time yeah. defensive player of the year mm-hmm. uh, for a reason. And Nikola Jokic figured him out. I mean, you can't figure out Rudy Gobert, but he figured out how he can really make his impact on that court. And when Jamal Murray's game started to – especially those game, in game seven, like – he was able to really pick up on Jamal Murray's game. And you got to give mad props to Jokic. He's a worker. He's a grinder. He's going to put in the work. And you could just tell that his film room work is showing. And I honestly think the Clippers didn't the, – the Clippers thought the whole time that their talent would let them win the series. And the Nuggets believed that the work. And that's that's a mad credit to the, the Nuggets culture. It's a team – it's, it's a team environment, and, and it works. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's I, – I can't wait. Go ahead. Really quickly, though, too – I guess, I mean, this is going to just go into our next conversation because we're about to talk about Denver and the Lakers right now as Boston takes a big lead um, at the end of the first half. But, I mean, I've been saying this all year. Jokic is a top 10 player in the NBA. I feel like a lot – most people didn't agree with me when I was saying it. And I've said it. I've said Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Dame have all been top 10 players. No one was agreeing with me. And, look, they all, you know, just look at me. Follow my predictions. I'm always right on these player evaluations and everything because there's no doubt. Okay, is, we'll see about that. Jokic, I called Luka Doncic too. But, but Jokic, by far, best player in the series. And, man, if – well, we're about to discuss the series, so I guess I'll just jump into it anyways. I yeah, do it. I'm so high on Nikola Jokic, but this is a horrible matchup for Denver because – he goes from basically playing a team that has no answers for him to a team where I think that with AD, with JaVale, and with Dwight Howard, they have three guys who I think can guard him better than anyone else on the Clippers could. Because for one – That's valid. Because for one, AD, I mean, come on. Like, all-world defender, his length is insane, all of that. We already know that. But then JaVale and Dwight, they both have the size of, um, of Zubac, probably not as like heavy, but they both have the size and they're more athletic too. So, and they both have more experience and that, that'll definitely come into play as well. So I think this is a really bad matchup for Denver because also if they can kind of bottle up Jokic a little bit, Jamal Murray is the guy who's also had it going. But we've seen, you know, J- James Harden, Russell Westbrook, two amazing players, they got bottled up by the Lakers. And Damian Lillard, McCollum, they had, I think, a lot of success against the Lakers too, but the Lakers were able to at least hold them in check enough. So Jamal Murray, 
it's going to be tough on him as well. I, my heart really wants me to pick Denver in the series. It really does. Wow. But my head is telling me different, and I'm saying Lakers in five. Wow. Okay. Wow. I was okay. So yeah, I agree with everything you said. That's it's 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 a tough matchup. It's putting so much pressure on on Jamal Murray to really be the Jamal Murray he was in that Utah series, which he definitely did not was not that way in the Clippers series, which makes yeah. sense because they put Kawhi on him, they put Patrick Beverly on him, they put Paul well, George on him. Which is which is even crazier to think that he didn't play at that level yet they actually won that series. Like it's insane. Right. Right, that is wild, but it's like honestly, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much LeBron tries guarding because the Lakers without Avery Bradley, they don't have that guy, which that guy to like really be a stopper for the opposing point guard. So it'll be interesting who they who they put on Jamal Murray. But if like Jamal Murray's biggest, our our biggest knock on him ever since he has been drafted has been his consistency, right? So, mm-hmm. but if he can be consistent and put up at least. 25 plus points every game like this will be, be a more. series it's, it's gotta it's, be more it's gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta yeah, be in the 30s right. it's gotta be in the it's like, I don't see. he 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 has these games where he like just puts up yeah. like 12 points and stuff so, like yeah. i need him to be the jamal murray constantly and like that'll that'll allow Jokic to really be Jokic. it's because it's, it's gonna have it's gonna have to go through jamal murray first in order to open up the floor I think you have it flipped. I think it has i think denver's at its best when the offense is playing around Jokic, and then you right no the offense going in and out yeah. Right, yeah. the offense is definitely going to be playing through Jokic. That's where Denver's best. I meant more of Jamal Murray's going to need to be the, like yeah. first that, that guy, like that guy scoring to be yeah. um, to take over that role. But I don't know. And I was going to say Lakers in five too. I just think oh really Lakers. I, wow. I was, I'm surprised. I'm, I thought you were going to say Lakers in seven, Lakers in six. But yeah. But the the biggest thing here will be Lakers are a team with probably one of the least deep teams in the NBA right now, or in the NBA like once we got yeah. to the semis and the nuggets are obviously the deepest team. Um, Toronto is obviously one of those two, but they're out. So it, it'll, when LeBron sits, it'll be very interesting because nuggets, I could see him going on 10 0 runs, 12 0 runs. Every time LeBron goes to the ground, which we saw in every single one of LeBron's previous playoff stints. So it'll be interesting how the Lakers depth can, can uh, fulfill. And I kind of think the, the Rondo AD connection is, like you could see it in the Houston series, Playoff it was getting Rondo. its way, and it was a lot. It was very reminiscent of their time together in New Orleans. If that, if they can really like add on to that, that's the bench that the Lakers needed um, to to really um, hold themselves through when LeBron sits, and that'll just make LeBron all the more efficient when he gets those breathers. I will say one more thing. I know we harped a lot about the matchup problems that Denver's going to face, at least when they're on offense. When the Lakers are on offense, I think it's a similar animal where. You know, they match up better defensively. Denver matches up better defensively to the Lakers than Houston or Portland did by far. Because on AD, you can throw Paul Millsap, very good defender still, even though he's late. Or, I mean, not late, but old. And then Jeremy Grant, who I think (laughs) is an amazing defender too. Incredible. He is the, you know, he is the length to, I think, guard AD. And then obviously you can throw guys like Torrey Craig, Gary Harris, again, Jeremy Grant at LeBron. So, I mean, again, I think this is... by like this is going to be by far the hardest series the Lakers have had thus to this point, and I think these games are going to be close. I don't think we're going to see another Houston where these games are blowouts. I could I could see that these games being really close, and I think we already know it's going to be three one. The Lakers the Lakers are going At to lose game point. one like they always do. They they always lose game one, so they're going to lose game one. Then they're going to win the next three, and then it'll be interesting to see can Denver pull this 
come back off again. But dude, if the Lakers are up three one, I will start rooting for Denver. <laughs> I'm already rooting for Denver. So, all right, do you want to close this out? I know you got a good OTZ question ready for us. Yeah, let's do it. So this was actually brought up by shout out to Eli, one of our favorite listeners. So if this is completely outside of what we're talking about with the Western Conference, but it was an interesting topic. Well, this is outside the zone hypothetical. So that's right, exactly. So you're the Celtics right now, and Devin Booker, obviously the Suns want to keep him or going to keep building around him. But say he demands a trade. Say he, doesn't, say he pulls the Kyrie move. He doesn't want to be there anymore, right? Then they'd look to trade him. If you were Boston, would you give up Jalen Brown to get Devin Booker? Ooh, that's a tough one. Right, I, we we yeah. we were it. It's it's hard. Yeah, I, what did what did Eli say? Dude, he's 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 back and forth. Today, yesterday he told me, yeah. Today he told me, it's 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 tough. You just, you can't replace Jalen Brown's defense, and especially with Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown being that guy that can really elevate them to the next level. Especially when you have Tatum and Kemba creating that offense, like it it just it makes their team have so much balance. But also like Devin Booker is another animal, man. So right now, I think we both agree Devin Booker's a better player. Correct. But I, Jalen Brown is younger. And, I, he fit, and it's not like Booker's old. Booker's what? I think like maybe 24, 25. So it's only a couple still years. Still a young apart. guy. He's still a young guy, yeah. Um, for me, I mean, this, team, this Boston team, like it's built around right now Tatum and Brown. Those are the two guys, right? And right. they're already in the conference finals. The growth I've seen out of Jalen Brown these last couple of years has been tremendous. Like he's he's truly in my eyes an All Star caliber player already. Like the defense he plays is the best perimeter perimeter defense. Actually, it's Marcus Smart is there, so never mind. But he plays really good perimeter defense for Boston. I think he's one of the premier defenders in the NBA with his athleticism and his size. And then he's a great. I mean, from all accounts, I think he's like terrific too as a leader. Even though he's so young for that team, so you have those two factors already going for him. And then you see the tremendous growth in offense. Like he's, I think he averaged over 20 points a game this year. Big jumps the last couple of years. I see no reason why that wouldn't improve more. And you already see the chemistry going between him and Jason Tatum. So because of that, because they already have Jason Tatum, I, I'm going to stick with Jalen Brown. If Tatum wasn't there, I wow. would pull that trade. But because they already yeah. have Jason Tatum, I would, I, I would stick to you know what I would, what I already have, and that's a great player, yeah. Jalen Brown. It's a tough one. I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that you uh, struggled a little bit to answer it. It's a hard question. My, my, it's a good it question. was it was tough for me too. So yeah, fans, let us know in your in your thoughts. I'll give my thought. I think that I mean, you know me. I'm a big guy. Like, just try to get as much talent as you can, and you have a good system. You have a good culture there where you can figure it out. So like, I think I pull the trigger, but that's assuming you can keep Marcus Smart. I think if you can't keep like Marcus Smart is an insane defender. Obviously, the money would be weird with that. But like, I think I finally pull the trigger. But it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I will say this. I know Tim Connolly, the Denver GM, was on a recent podcast. I think it was on the Woj pod. And he did say that, you know, when Jokic and Murray were coming up, they got a lot of calls about them, right, for where they would be part of a package for a veteran and, you know, a better player at that time. And so, I, I, I mean, we've seen the value of Denver sticking with what they have and seeing how it grows. So, I mean, I think that goes into my decision as well, where I don't think we've seen – what Jalen Brown is capable yet. And I mean, I don't think we've seen that out of D book either, but ugh, that's a good shout out to Eli. That's a good question. Yeah. 
keeps uh this was this is great i'm I'm glad that we got some good some good juice out of that one yeah so again fans thank you so much for listening man this was a good one we loved recording this while watching this game and man i'm pumped for this for this lakers denver series and i think we only got good basketball ahead so Peace. awesome so we'll, we'll we'll be posting another one once we get the finals matchup that'll be awesome We'll, we'll, we might do a couple. We'll see how that goes just because the finals is, you know, you guys love listening to the, listening to the show. We love having content for you guys. So keep tuning in. Thank you guys for your feedback. If you have other cool outs of the zone questions today, like Eli did, leave it in the comments. As always, this has been Outside the Zone.